So do you see how sometimes we downplay ourselves or we downplay our talents and we downplay our gifts and we downplay our accomplishments? We're just looking at what we haven't done or haven't learned as opposed to in this moment celebrating what we have done and who we have yet to become. You're tuned in to the Event Gems Podcast, the podcast where coaches, consultants, and speakers learn how to produce transformational and profitable events. I'm your host, Natasha Wright, Chief Experience Curator at The Diamond Butterfly. Join me and other industry experts as we teach you how to maximize the power of your next brand building event. Time to drop those gems. Let's fly. Hey, Trailblazers. Welcome to another episode of Event Gems. Happy pre-Valentine's Day. So today we're going to be switching things up a bit. Yes, we're still going to be talking about events. In honor of Valentine's Day, I really wanted to share some self-love and self-care tips. So here's the thing. Hosting an event can be very stressful. And in order for you to show up, fully show up as the visionary, as the leader, as a trailblazer that you are, taking care of yourself in the process is super important. I think sometimes when we hear the word self-love or self-care, well, more specifically self-care, we think about, you know, getting a manicure, having a spa day, getting a haircut, like all of these types of things, right? But I think that we it's important for us to really reframe how we think about self-love and look at it at a deeper level, right? So that it's it's how we're tending to ourselves beyond or beneath, you know, the superficial way that we typically view self-care, right? Uh, it's really about like, how are you connecting to yourself? How are you loving up on yourself? Um, that to me is what self-care is. Yes, the spa days and the, the haircuts and the getting the massages, those are all great because those are some ways that we would be able to de-stress. But To me, true self-care is really, you know, taking things down a notch on a deeper level, right? So as a business owner and as a friend or as a spouse, you know, sometimes it's hard for us to really find those sacred moments for us. So it's super important for us to start building in those times for us to just tap in with ourselves, right, and connect with who we are. So I saw this quote that says, discipline is the highest form of self-love. Discipline is the highest form of self-love. And I'm not sure who the original person was who said this, but when I was researching online, I found a quote from Raphael Rowley that says, discipline is one of the highest, if not the highest form of self-love. It is quite literally telling yourself that you will delay instant gratification and comfort for better things to come in the future. Discipline is trusting yourself by doing what you said you're going to do, by aligning your actions to your thoughts from thinking to doing to being. How powerful is that? Isn't that good? Isn't that good? So really, you know, think about like, who are you being? What does discipline look like to you? What about the disciplined to be disciplined enough to honor your word to yourself? So right now I am currently detoxing and I typically do this about maybe twice a year or so. It started as a spiritual thing and then, you know, I would see how much weight I would lose (laughs) as a result. So it became like one of those things like, oh, I'm going on a trip. So I'm about to detox to lose some weight. 
But I realized that the, the same level of intentionality wasn't there when I approached it as, oh, I'm doing a spiritual detox to renew my mind or gain clarity, feel better, feel more connected to myself, feel more connected to God versus me trying to go on a girl's trip and trying to lose like five or six pounds. And typically I go on a vegetarian and vegan diet and I don't drink, right? And I'm also like meditating and reading and, you know, just, just tending to myself spiritually, right? And I went to an event this weekend and I was eating everything. Like I went to the event knowing that I was going to cheat, <laughs> right? I knew that, okay, I'm going to have some mimosas. I'm going to have, you know, some brunch. I didn't even go into the situation with the frame of mind that I am going to keep my promise to myself, right? So I had to step back and say, Natasha, you're not honoring your word to yourself, right? You're not honoring the process of being disciplined, right? To say, all right, for this two weeks, this is how I'm going to do things. This is what I'm going to do. So I decided to recommit myself. You know, I'm like, all right, I am committed to this process. I am committed to sticking within the guidelines of what I feel like works best for me in order for me to gain mental clarity, in order for me to feel more connected to myself. So I recommitted myself and it was such a huge shift when you step into something with a lot more intentionality versus like, I'm, I'm going to build in a cheat day. <laughs> have you ever done that? <laughs> you have a, a built-in cheat day, right? Like, what does it mean to be 100% committed? Right? What did you say? I'm going to do this thing. You didn't do it. And now you just need to recommit yourself to the process, to the journey. So right now I'm also, you know, just carving out time to rediscover myself and, and just set a strong foundation for my business. I want to know like, who am I at my core? What are the things that I love about myself? You know, what are some of those unconscious or shadow beliefs that I hold about myself? Right? Cause you know, it's like layers upon layers upon layers upon layers, right? Every time you think you know yourself, a new version appears and you got to get to know that version of yourself. And when I think about just really looking at who you are on the core, I immediately think about the parable of, of the Sermon on the Mount, right? Where it's the difference between the wise man and the foolish man, right? The wise man built his house upon the rock so that when the rain came, when the storm came, when all sorts of elements came, his house still stood tall, right? He Because he had a, a strong foundation, but the foolish man built his house upon sand. So when the rain came and, you know, hurricanes came and his house went down because it was built upon sand, right? So just having that core foundation, whether it be in your life or your business, so that you can withstand anything that comes your way and you're not overwhelmed or even feeling stressed out. So like I said, through this process, you know, I really just centered myself and I started to think about what are the things I love about myself? What are the things I don't like about myself? And then I started to write those down. When I did this, let me tell you, it was not pretty. <laughs> it was not pretty. Some of the things that came up, matter of fact, just felt ugly, right? Because sometimes it, it's so unconscious and it's so embedded that you don't even know that you think this way about yourself, right? And one of the things is I don't know enough, right? So and when I think about what I don't know enough means, it goes to show why I show up in the way that I show up, right? I don't know enough made me not want to do solo episodes. I don't know enough made me very sporadic with how I even 
release the podcast. Right? But as I went through the process of creating content and kind of getting in the frame of mind of teaching what I know, right? I realized like I know so much more than I give myself credit for. Have you ever been in that situation where you know so much more than you give yourself credit for? Or like other people can see who you are in a a bigger version of who you are than you can really see for yourself. So do you see how sometimes we downplay ourselves or we downplay our talents and we downplay our gifts and we downplay our accomplishments? We're just looking at what we haven't done or haven't learned as opposed to in this moment, celebrating what we have done and who we have yet to become, right? Who we have yet to even tap into this whole other version of ourselves, right? Maybe this is something that you want to incorporate for yourself or think about your own framework or process for identifying some of these things, the things that you love about yourself, the things that you don't like about yourself, and how can you really embrace who you are fully, but also shedding light on the things that might subconsciously or unconsciously be dictating how you show up for your life or for your business, right? Um, and so think about you now having this solid foundation from where you can host your event. Right? You've already been doing the work to tap into who you are, to build that core foundation um, to overcome some of those subconscious or unconscious beliefs that you might have about yourself or have about, you know, other people. And so this sets a foundation for you stepping into your event and bossing up because think about it. These subconscious beliefs can be magnified at your events or in moments where things aren't necessarily going the way that you planned, like these things could be magnified. So it's good for us to start thinking about um, how we're laying the core foundation for our personal lives, spiritual lives before we get into hosting an event or if you've hosted an event before then you understand the dynamic of how important this is. And so it might be something that you want to continue to cultivate. So what are you going to do before your event? Before your event, first of all, you want to make sure that you are setting the intention, right? You're setting the intention in a similar way that I talked about me, the shift that I had was setting the intention for my two-week detox. You want to set that same intention for your event, like really tap into and visualize what your event looks like, what it feels like, how are attendees interacting with each other, how are speakers interacting with each other, what is the vibe that is there, right? Envision those things, visualize those things, set the intention that that is a type of culture and community that you want to cultivate. And that's what it's going to be. And then you, you know, from there, you kind of build the event universe, I guess I'll call it the event universe around like what this vision is that you see in your mind's eye. So during the event, you want to make sure that before the event starts, you meditate or you pray, whatever your practice, your morning practice is, but but taking that time for yourself because you're going to be going into this event and you're going to be connecting with so many other people and so many different energies. So you want to make sure to find that time to just really center yourself before you get into um, that space. And, you know, if you're an introvert, then sometimes being around a lot, a lot of people for a extended period of time can be draining. So you want to get into a place where you know you feel plugged in and, and energized to really step into that space. You also want to make sure that you're building in breaks within your agenda so that you can really honor your needs. Or if it's not even built into the agenda, if you feel that there is a moment where you know maybe you were supposed to go 15 minutes longer in your in your talk and you're feeling 
Like, I don't think I can make it that 15 minutes. You want to make sure that you're communicating that with your team. And then so maybe that means that you go to break or lunch is extended, something like that. But just making sure that you honor your needs and don't feel like you need to push through or burrow through. Right. Because at the end of the day, you want to make sure that you are in the optimal space so take those necessary breaks, be gentle and be non-judgmental about yourself that you felt like you needed to have that downtime. Slowing down is a part of self-care. And as long as you communicate that with your team around you, then you know everyone will rise up to support you and help you meet your needs, right? But you got to be able to communicate that. The next thing is, you know, really listening to your internal dialogue. Our internal dialogue will try to knock off, knock us off center, right? And not make us be our best. So maybe beforehand, you want to have some affirmations that you're going to recite to yourself throughout the day. So creating that affirmation that is going to be your guide throughout the event. If something happens, you're saying all things are working out for my good. I'm a boss. Like I got this, like those types of things. So you can constantly remind yourself of who you are and not get knocked off by, um, unplanned situations. After the conference, you just want to make sure that you're having an attitude of gratitude, right? Regardless of however the situation was, and just know that you did the best that you could do in the moment. And you want to have an attitude of gratitude. You want to honor yourself for, you know, setting the intention for even putting this thing on. Because a lot of people, they probably wouldn't have taken that extra step to put on this event, right? They're thinking, listen, it's a lot of work. I'm not going to do it, right? But you decided to set the intention, you put it in action, and now you're here, right? And throughout the event, you made all the optimal choices for yourself by honoring your needs. That is super powerful, right? So be grateful for the turnout, for the results, for the connection, for the community. And then you want to celebrate your successes, celebrate the positive outcomes, the people you got to meet, the meaningful relationships that you cultivated, the things that you learned, the lives that you changed and how your life has changed. I really hope that this information supports you on your journey to really tap into who you are, to cultivate your version of self-care that will really lay the foundation as you go out and have a magnificent event. So if you like what you heard here today or any of the other podcasts, please like, share, and subscribe. And until next time, I hope you caught those gems now. Let's fly.